I'm not conceited. I'm convinced. What are you convinced of this time? I, you know, I really, I don't know what I, why am I, I, I don't know. Convinced. I'm, I'm convinced that. that I don't know. <laughs> if I'm convinced, who are you? I am Michael Hutchinson. And what are you Hutchinson about? I'm, I'm just so Hutchinson that I'm a Hutchinson. That's just cool. Yeah. It's Hutchinson if I was a Michael Hutchins, then I would be dead from autoerotica before going on a big tour. The, yes, the lead singer of NXS who, uh, choked himself and masturbated to death. Yeah, yeah, or, in a hotel room. Or he, he, he masturbated probably, and choked himself to death, I guess. <laughs> he didn't masturbate himself to death. Which would be can, kind can of you? Yeah. I don't know. Could you? It's like smoking pot. Can you smoke pot to your day? Apparently not, uh, as the okay. pot advocates always say. So uh, we had uh, a listener, listener Terry out of Wasilla, Arkansas, Sarah Palin's neck of the woods. Uh, he asked a question. He said, uh, you remember when we were kids and we used to uh, hit people up for beer in front of uh, gas stations or mini marts and stuff. Why don't kids do that anymore? How come no one has anybody ever hit you up for beer? They haven't. I don't, I have no idea when the last time I, they may have when I was what 20 years ago, maybe, but I don't remember. I honestly, I, I think there is one time that someone did ask me for beer and I, I think I actually probably turned them down. Really? You turned them down? I think oh, I did. Well, you're, well, depending on how long ago it is, you're an educator, so you could get into a lot. Nah, this was, this was a long, long time ago. So I must have just turned 21. Why would you turn I, I don't know. What an asshole thing! It's one of those things. Like I had to wait. Why shouldn't they? Of course, well, I did you have never, people. I did have people buy me. <laughs> you never stood. You never asked someone to buy you beer in front of a supermarket um, or something. I honestly, I I don't remember ever having that. No, you never did that, or had, I never honestly had a don't. Uh, no, I mean, you know, Martin and I used to drink a lot of uh, peppermint snops, and we had a place to get it. So I don't remember ever having to go. And I wasn't a beer, beer, big beer drinker. Uh, well, no, but come on. When you're 14 years old, you're not in any kind of drinker. You're just well, no, but I didn't, we I didn't, drink, like, the, I didn't like the taste of beer. No, I, I, I wouldn't drink beer. I didn't like the taste of it. So I would have the peppermint schnapps. So going to a, you, I mean, it, you didn't want to go to a party empty handed. Um, or, you know, if you were having a bunch of people over trying to get girls over, it I was never always. Had a party. Well, no, I guess. Well, I was 18 when I had the a big party at my house for the party for the Pope. He never Bef- showed up, by the way. Before that, you never had a party? At my house, no. What a dork. Um, <laughs> but your daughter has. Yeah, your, yeah. Your she daughter, has. Uh, Heaven, would be able to weigh in on this conversation. Yeah, should we give her a call? Uh, yeah, call Heaven. Let's see. Right. Uh, I've, I haven't had people uh, ask me uh, to, get, to buy him beer, which, depending on the situation, I probably would do. Especially if someone was pitching me that. Hey. Hello, there's Heaven right there. Hello, Heaven. You were you were on the air on Get Convinced with uh, Michael and Vince. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing good. Doing good. Uh, episode twenty one. We can drink in this one. Yeah, this is the oh, legal. Yeah. This is the legal drinking episode. Uh, hey, question for you: We have you ever stood outside of a liquor store or supermarket and tried to get somebody to buy you beer? Yes, I have. You have. So. And. Have they done it often? Like, did that happen a lot in your teenage years or just a couple of times? Not too often. Did people buy you the, the liquor? Was it a girl who would ask or a guy who would ask? Now, how come it was only a couple of times? How come, like, you guys didn't do it, like, all the time? Someone that you knew who was old enough to buy uh, beer or liquor anyway? Yeah, exactly. Like, like a sister or a friend or a brother or someone that we, you know, that uh, we could do. Well, cool. That's pretty much the extent of the question. Yeah, we, we were just discussing the uh, uh, listener Terry was talking about it with us and uh, and wanted to know why people don't do that anymore. So we're trying to figure out why. Because we were discussing that maybe it was like more people smoke pot, more kids, because it's easy, accessible to, to get the pot. Now, how how would you look for a guy? I mean, is it like long hair, sketchy, or, or how do, how do you figure out that someone is sketchy enough for to buy teens alcohol? So, would you ask me to buy you booze? No. Why not? You just I don't know. 
I look classy. <laughs> well, thank Never you. Never heard that before. Let's end on that note. What? Uh, okay. Well, but you find it easier to get pot, like, or your generation, I should say, finds it easier to. It's it's much more difficult to get booze. It's just easier to get pot. Right. So at 18 in California, you can get stoned, but you still can't get drunk. Exactly. So let me ask you this. If it was easier for teenagers, 14 year olds to get liquor, do you think less of them would smoke pot? Now, which do you think is uh, a better choice for teenagers, to get high or to get uh, drunk? Um, I would say probably to get drunk because, you know, So you're saying that uh, smoking pot take leads kids down the road to becoming stoners, but drinking it just becomes a weekend thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's true because uh, you know you can you can be stoned and still be a function, whereas you know exactly. if you're drunk, you can tell when somebody's drunk. Exactly. All right. Cool. Thank you, listener heaven. All right. Bye. So. That goes along with what I, w- I had said. I had said it last night. I didn't say it on the podcast. I had talked to you about it, that pot is more accessible to kids, so that's why they don't ask as much these days. I, and I think that's true. I think it's just so easy. And, and these days, everyone thinks that pot is okay. Like, I'm, right. you know, it, it's not going to harm me. Pot is perfectly natural. This is what the kids in high school, because you know, I right. work in high school. It's perfectly natural. People have been doing it for years, and it, right. you can't die from it. Well, that's certainly what the cannabis pushers have pushed for. A well, long yeah, time, ex- and, and we have to believe I talked about it before how it's been proven that you have your short-term memory loss, you have a motivational syndrome. All this well, stuff has been proven. Uh, depression. It's interesting. Heaven, who is nineteen, even identified 20. that. Uh, oh, she's twenty. Uh, even identified that uh, you're more likely to become a stoner. That you're more likely to fall in that rut and functioning. You can go to school and be stoned. And exactly, but you can't go to school and be you drunk. You can't go to school and be drunk. So dr- drinking can only be a weekend thing for you, mm-hmm. and it can't really affect you. And you can, you, know, you can smell it on you. Not that you can't smell you can pot get- on somebody, but you know, someone's been drinking a lot. You can smell, especially if you're a teenager. You're not buying the good stuff where you know vodka is not going to have a smell to it. I don't know. I think you could probably hide the smell of liquor easier than pot that shit fucking reeks no, it, you know you, you throw on so. you can get stoned you can get off you get out of school at three o'clock and you can get stoned and be sober when mom gets home at five or six that's right and you can't do that with drinking and there's no you bottles you have to hide or anything like that so right. you know, a little pipe and plus uh legal drinking age of 21 uh, it's less likely that as a 14 year old you're going to know a 21 year old but more likely that you'll know an 18 year old that is true. You're gonna. There's probably an 18 year old you're going to school with. Like Kevin was saying, a lot of the parents smoke pot also. It's um, just not unusual for parents these days to be smoking also. So, not that they give their kids the pot, but well, but that's gee, a weird I, thing, right? If you are if you're a parent and you're running around with the idea uh, that cannabis is uh, safe and healthy and natural and all of that, how do you tell your kid not to smoke it? Well, you can't. I mean, I. I know there are people who know the dangers of pot and still get stoned or the dangers of drugs, period. But uh, pot we're talking about and still get stoned and then say to their kids, no, you can't do it. And that falls along the logic of drinking where you uh, you know the dangers of alcohol you drink, but you tell your kids they can't do it. But I I think you, you know, you know, if it's if it's occasionally. Like I go home and I get stoned on a, on a weekend as opposed to drinking. Right. So I go home and I, I you know, had a rough week, whatever. Friday night, right. I get stoned. Right. I don't think that's a big deal as opposed to no, every day I get stoned before work. I get stoned during lunch. I get stoned yeah, when yeah. I get home. There, there's an ish, two different ways. No, no, no. The road that I was going down was if you're of the mindset that drugs are bad, okay, but I 
use them occasionally to yeah get rid of to take myself out of the stress. It's easier to say to your kid, "You're not old enough to do this." But if you're of the mindset of uh, pot is natural and it's you know organic and all this other stuff, then how do you explain to your kid that they shouldn't do it? Well, I don't know what you say, you know, because the fact that your brain hasn't fully functioned or fully matured. Yeah, your tell body a fourteen-year-old that their brain hasn't fully well, matured. Well, but I, I know, but I'm telling well. you, that's what. Are, what are some logical things you could use? Well, you could use that, and it is true. It's it's true, right? I, I'm sure that cannabis people have something to say. Well, that, okay, you know, of course, pot at a young age helps you develop better. That's right. You're Some more peaceful. There's going to be no more wars ever. I mean, come on. We've heard people say, "Oh, a glass of wine while you're pregnant you'll is be a, good for the baby," and, no, you'll, and you'll and you'll be a better <laughs> uh, hacky sack player. You'll be a better hacky sack player. So um, that's why people don't ask anymore. I guess it's just because their their accessibility to other substances. Well, I, I think that's true. Yeah, of course, Dad, that's just here in like, California, though. Well, and uh, Colorado and um, Washington. <laughs> there's there's a few others. It's, just, it's California, Colorado, and Washington that have legalized it. Uh, yeah, well, as far as I know, yes, but there are other. I'm sure there's other states that do it also. But uh, the Colorado and Washington were the big ones because they just uh, legalized it uh, for recreational use. Here, Whereas California has not. Legalize it for recreational use, only prescription use. Let's call, and soon we're going to have vending machines. Let's call my nephew Brett. Let's do Ura. Who? who uh, yeah, he's a marine. Maybe we shouldn't have said that. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> hey, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Hey, I got a question for you. Um, you're uh, what? You're on the podcast. You're on the air with me and Michael. Is that okay? <laughs> Can we use your voice for personal gain? What was that? Um, Hey, uh, I got a question. When I was younger, I used to go up to people in front of uh, like supermarkets or liquor stores and try and pimp and get them to buy me beer. Did you ever do that? Did your generation, did you ever do that? Yes, I have actually done that. You you yourself have gone up and asked people to buy you liquor? Yes, I have. Like how many times in your life have you done it? Just once. Just once? Did the person buy you beer? He did. Really? (laughs) Did you you have to convince them or anything? No, we didn't. So you didn't, I see. I totally forgot. I was going to ask Kevin if, like, if they tipped him out. Like, you you gave the the guy a ride, so he bought you the beer. But like, Kevin, I wonder if she, you know, hey, I'll give you twenty bucks for a, a you know, a six pack or twelve pack or something like that. Well, you, yeah. It when I when we did it when we were kids, we paid him. We gave yeah, him money. So I, I, we, I guess we should have asked. So do your friends still do it? They're probably too old now. No, yeah, we don't do it anymore. We're, we're... Yeah, one uh, did a lot of your friends used to do it, even though you only did it once. Did they used to, a lot of them do it. No, not that I heard of. We were, we were just having a party, and it was just like one of those first moments type things. None of us were of age. Now, do you find that most of your friends growing up smoked pot over getting drunk because it was easier to get? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I believe it's just as equal. Really. It is because, yeah. like, you turn eighteen today and you can get your medicinal marijuana card, but you still have to be twenty-one to drink. Well, it's just about the time that we turned eighteen, and they actually started doing that. So, I mean, it wasn't too popular for that for people to be doing that. All right, cool, man. Thanks. Talk to you soon. That's right. Thank you. Take care. So he doesn't think I don't know because it just seems like it is so much easier. Uh, you know, on our campus, I, I know a lot of people get picked up for for having you know the marijuana or the paraphernalia or whatever. I honestly don't think there's a lot of alcohol. Uh yeah, again, I mean how do you you can't get drunk and go to school. Yeah, cuz you know, you can't you can't hide it. I mean, you can be stoned and teacher will suspect you being stoned, but if you just keep saying I'm just not feeling good today or I'm just tired or whatever, they can't prove it. Exactly. You, and depends on what kind you smoke. You if you smoke what, you know, indica versus sativa, sativa I believe is the one that, you know, keeps you awake where you can function. So you'd smoke that. You still got the high, but you don't have the like the droopy eyes and all that. So uh, last podcast, you were an authority on the uh, one percenters, <laughs> and now you know all of the different grades of marijuana. What the fuck this do you the- do when you're not teaching? <laughs> this is this is what I learned from my students. Yeah, this is what we learned from the students. Um, uh, the generation. Speaking of students, um, on my quest to uh, become more popular with the tweens, uh, I went to a school to do some research. Because uh, you carry around that business card from last week, so you know what ages you can uh, hang out with the 
girls. Oh, the legal. No, 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 no. That. Well, I wasn't. Well, let's, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but let's no. be honest here. I'm not looking to you know do anything weird or nefarious with a teenager or a young girl. I just want to know what makes them tick so we can market more effectively toward them. Kate Upton's only 19. What I would, who's, she's a teenager. What I really want out of teenage girls is their money. <laughs> um, in, unless they're 18 or older, I guess. Uh, but even then, I'm happily married, so I don't even want that out of them. But I went to a school um, and I was hanging out across the street and watching. Um, <laughs> And uh, that just sounds weird. And uh, a woman, I ran into a woman uh, and I started chatting with her and found out that she had a daughter who went to the school. It was a middle school. Uh, so I asked her what that excited her. Better. I asked her what excited her daughter. <laughs> and she was okay with that question. Well, no, she looked at me very confused and she wanted to know if I had a kid at the school. And I was like, no, 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 I'm just watching. Um, <laughs> perfectly natural and uh, some older guy out there hanging out and yeah. that that seemed to confuse her too so i asked her what i could do to get her daughter interested in me um, this is a great <laughs> great question yeah so needless yeah. to say this line of questioning didn't turn out too well and <laughs> the cops showed up the police showed up and i now know better and it's going to be much harder for me to figure out how to market to teenagers <laughs> or to preteens what it is exactly that preteens want. Uh, next time you should just go to a mall uh, and just oh, ask I didn't them. Think about that. Yeah, just go to a mall and ask them. Well, you, I could just go to a mall and just go from group of girl to group of girl and ask them what excites them. Exactly. So and how I could get them interested in me. Exactly. What could I do to interest you in me? I, I nothing wrong with that. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think it's a perfectly safe and innocent question. Perfectly harmless. Sure, totally. The police legal. didn't feel that way, but <laughs> neither did Kansas nice Security. Chat, I now have to stay fifty feet away from schools. <laughs> have a sign outside his door. <laughs> a sign outside my door. Um, cool. What else is going on, man? Is so that your story? Like you never got any answers? See, now I'm I'm curious. Like, <laughs> of course it's a true story. What? Why would I lie? No, but I want to know if if. if what what you came up with? What teenage girls the whole, want? Yeah, right the whole now thing all I can was, figure out is that they want Justin Bieber. The well, whole thing. No. But is that because he has money? No, it's fame. Well, money women and love, fame? No, I don't even think it's money. It's fame. Women love fame. So I women love Charlie girl, Manson. I once met a girl who uh, was proud that she sucked Steve-O's dick. Not kidding. Told the story. She was just that was her claim to fame that she sucked Steve-O's dick, and this was. Steve-O in the height of the jackass time. So he was drugged out and had no dough, but was famous. Everybody knew who Steve-O was. And that's, she told the story. I mean, wore it. I, I don't know what color wing she got for it, but she wore it like a badge of honor. <laughs> but that's true. I mean, women, it's fame. That's really what they're looking for. So, but Bieber, I, you got to get that domino effect started, right? I mean, you got to become famous a, enough that, it interests other girls into liking you because of your fame. That makes you more famous. That but how's the guy? More. How's the guy do? Like you know, you have how do you a, get started? Well, you have like like Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton does nothing, right? She's and, and she's on the decline of her fame. Yeah, she's not as famous as she. But is but there was a time where Paris was doing this. Paris, every you know, you knew what every every minute of the day you knew what Paris was doing. Right. But why? Because Paris didn't do anything. Like, what did she do to get that ball rolling? Like, and are there any guys that do that? Oh, are there well, any guys that? Well, are, wait a minute, though. The height, what really launched Paris's uh, fame was that sex tape. Well, she was famous before that. Otherwise, who would care about the sex tape? She was kind of famous before that, but it was the sex tape that catapulted her. But I guess that's the thing that I just said about Bieber: is you got to get the ball rolling. Yeah, um, but but guys, I in think her it's harder. Case, in, I wait a minute. I don't think. So. What do you mean? The the tweens. What do you, I don't think it's harder. I think well, guys, Justin Bieber is a talented guy. He goes out sayings and stuff like that. Paris right. Hilton does nothing. Exactly. And the Kardashians do nothing and they're famous. Now, is there a guy that does nothing and is famous? Uh, most of the Jersey Shore cast. Oh. But they, well, that's not true. They, I mean, how they, many they became be- famous because of Jersey Shore, and now they're trying to keep that ball rolling. But they got there because of Jersey Shore. They did something. They were on Jersey Shore. Paris well, Hilton. You got to get the ball started. Paris Hilton um, did nothing well, to Paris, get the ball started. But Paris did. Her last name was Hilton. So, and that was. And she went to parties. Well, but let's look at that. And, How many celeb kids get 
uh, you know, blown like Steve-O just because it's a fame thing. Like, oh, I sucked off Jack Osborne or something to that effect. Um, you don't, I don't, I don't think that guys, I don't think that guys have the same conquests that way as girls do. Like that they screwed X amount of celebrities where girls, I think, wear that badge a little more. They do, but I'm still talking about how, how a guy can get to that, to that fame. How do you get the bar, ball? Well, rolling? like I said, in Paris or even the Kardashians case, it was famous names. Um, but like the Jersey shore or any reality star, it starts, they get there, they get that little niche, that little, that first break that makes them some kind of a celebrity. And then from then on, it's just all, uh, the ball starts rolling. They become that. But even so, okay, you got the Jersey shore and you have Jay. Wow. And you have Snooki, uh, you have Polly D right. Isn't he the DJ? Like what are the other guys doing? I know there's a guy on the show named Vinny. There's the situation. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to remember Polly D. Polly D. I think I think Polly D is the one who with the uh, uh, the situation. Jim Tan laundry. That's the situation. He's got the app and made like a million bucks on it. Or something. But but what do they do? Because one of them is the DJ now, but the other ones have done what? See, the girls went off and they you know got their spinoffs and yeah, but that's that. not going to last. Oh, it's uh, not. But the only but one, they're able to do it, and the guys can't. I mean, it's whole. The only one who maintained fame from that is Snooki. Uh, and I don't know how long she'll maintain that fame for, but uh, well, especially now she's had a kid. As long as she, but I don't. That doesn't affect her because she didn't have a hot body to begin with. Well, no, I'm not talking so about that hot as, body. But yeah, once you're the mom, you can't be doing the stuff that you did on the Jersey Shore. Tell well, that to Britney Spears or to you know, um, or Octomom who did porn after she had Octomom. Um, I thought she turned that down. I thought she did it. No. I, um, Maybe as did. long as Snooki continues to look like a mushroom all her life, she can maintain fame. O C T O M O M porn. That spells Octomom for those out there. Very literate. Octomom porn trailer. Watch at your own risk. <laughs> um, checked Octomom. And she's porn not video. even attractive. Octomom masturbating is the 38th wonder of the world. <laughs> advice.com what, what, what does she follow what's the 37th uh, octomom porn on youtube um <laughs> i wonder if it made her any money oh god look at her i know she's just not attractive oh but uh, doesn't she i and believe she all she does is masturbate on it it's wicked pictures but isn't that the one that all she does ma- like she doesn't have anybody I have else no idea. i don't watch this shit i remember someone talking about it and they talked about how it's just like her let's see if you're a fan of uh nadia Solomé, Solomé, I think it's Solomán, M-A-N, Solomán, yes, uh, or just tempted by morbid curiosity or looking for a gag gift for an unwinning friend. The porno film is due out later this summer. Despite adamant claims in years past that she'd never do porn to pay the bills, Octo Cave never obviously, uh, though she still refuses to touch another human's flesh. Appropriate since she applied the same rules to getting pregnant. According to Wicked, <laughs> the film features the mother of 14 in a variety of erotic vignettes that take playful aim at different aspects of her octomom persona. Try to at least aim away from the computer while vomiting. <laughs> ah, sounds good. Octomom porn I'm going to have to pass on that one, I think. Uh, let's see. Once again, this is great radio. Octomom. It's not a radio, it's a podcast. Oh. They're all going to, in the same direction. I don't want to. But in very different ways. That's a free advertisement. And Pampers gives all of them. <laughs> we can't use this. <laughs> Pampers is advertising Pampers before the Octomom porn trailer. Not only with up to 12 hours of protection. <laughs> look at that baby dragger butt. That's legs. like a dog. And bottom. Oh, look at the baby's For bottom the before the Octomom porn trailer. In Pampers best diaper. A little boot scoot there going on. I don't think this is a good way of Pampers to advertise. Oh, I love that music. That sounds awesome. Oh, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> They've got Just the TSX trailer going on. Doesn't she also do stripping somewhere? They can't legally use the THX sound. What? I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I, I, I don't know. I'm watch- it's like watching a train wreck. Um, why, why would I want to see this woman masturbate? 
I I don't know. I but I, I think she does. I thought she does like strip clubs also. I mean that's a. I guess it's a fetish, or well, I I know it's a fetish for people to watch other people masturbate. Um, but whenever I've ever come across the existence of masturbation videos, it's always the eighteen and nineteen year old girls masturbating. Not the, not the thirty thirty something with fourteen kids. Exactly. <laughs> I've never seen like I, I mean, and I've seen the fetish of geriatric porn, but I've never seen like geriatric masturbation porn. You know, it's just, you just see grandma double click her mouse. Maybe we should go ahead and get into that. I have at it. (laughs) You don't want to be in on that one? No, pass. I don't don't need a camera guy. Just don't want anything to do with that. Um, I, my morals come out at some point and apparently that's the point they come out. (laughs) Geriatric masturbation. So, um, yeah, we were talking about people who were famous for nothing and Octomom is certainly famous for nothing. Uh, so but she did do something. She had, she had eight kids, right? From insemination. And that's a way to get. And the same with uh, Jane, uh, Kate plus eight, something like that. Well, they. What the hell's the name of that show? Something yeah, it was Kate. Kate. It was, it was Kate, plus Kate plus eight. John, John, John and Kate, Kate plus, plus eight. eight. Oh, but that was just turned. Then it didn't. Kate turn plus eight, that. and then it got canceled uh, because John wasn't on it anymore. And I mean, he was obviously the glue uh, and, well, <laughs> fabric together because it's a great show. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, cool. Isn't she doing something? I thought that she was in the news recently for Kate doing porn? something. Kate porn? I, I would. I, I don't would think probably, it's Kate porn. I forgot what it was. I, I would probably was watch Kate porn. She was kind of attractive. I don't know. She wasn't ugly. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I but don't, they're divorced I probably now. <laughs> probably wouldn't. I don't watch any <laughs> porn. Um, Except for AGP. Great film. Uh, but I do like when celebrities naked, I like. That always intrigues me. That's right. Um, you can search yourself. Aren't you uh, Vince Roca? Don't you have a, yeah, didn't we I'm, talk about that before? Yeah, search me out naked. Uh, I was recently, I were actually currently I'm cutting a, a little video for the Oscars um, to go up. Uh, on is Oscar going to be naked? Uh, no, it is uh, Seth McFarlane's song. We saw your boobs uh, to Anne Hathaway uh, winning her award because we saw her boobs. Yes. We uh, did. So as I was doing some research, I came across a, uh, her getting out of a car and the the uh, paparazzi muff shot that has become so common today, the you know Britney Spears and uh, Emma Watson is that in her money? Yes, yeah. Uh, her 18th and, birthday. 18th birthday. That's yeah, we right. saw it. It was good. I saw and it. she is doing a uh, a photo shoot where she is topless. Do it comes get, out, I think, this summer. Do we get to see the nubs? Uh, you do. It's for oh, some nice. kind of charity. Um, I forget what the the thing was, but it was on good for her. British actresses were awesome. Beat the hell out of America. Well, she actresses. quit actress being an actress. She actually went to at Boston university or one of those places to get, to finish up her school. And not that she ever needs to work again. Well, that's not completely true. Um, she just didn't, she did the Harry Potter movies and went to school. Yeah. Um, she didn't pursue acting otherwise, but, uh, since then she's done a few things. She just did, uh, perks of being a wallflower. I've not seen it. Oh, you'd like it. Uh, it's a good flick. Um, Is she naked. No, Damn it. it's a lot like uh, they bill it, which we've heard this billing so many times before. Um, it's this generation's breakfast club. Oh, yeah. It's along those lines. It ain't the breakfast club. It ain't even. There's nothing like the breakfast club. But it, I mean, it, but it is. You could say, oh, it certainly fits in the mold of the breakfast club and St. Elmo's Fire and those movies for this generation. It certainly does fit that mold. And it's, it's a cool little movie. The Perks of Being Reality Bites. Yeah, 90s. reality bites, even with dazed and confused and singles. Singles, exactly. All those singles is a Cameron Crow flick. That's right. Um cool. So what else? <laughs> I don't know. We got to that point. <laughs> we did. We were talking about What is that point? We talked about this years ago in New Orleans. You I think you brought it up. Um I did. What what it was for what is it, every eight minutes? I think it was every 18. Every eight, 10, 18 minutes. In our case, we're 31 minutes in, so it's every 31 minutes. What happens? Uh, that's when uh, the conversation stops. There's always a breaking conversation about every 18 minutes. There's a break. No. Yes, that's there is. Um, there, there was, yes. I, didn't, I forgot about that. Yeah, New Orleans. It was in New Orleans that we talked about that. Yeah, that, Ain't uh, no fucking head trauma. Ain't no fucking head trauma. <laughs> what is that? Do you want to tell that story? <laughs> um, uh, that was good. We went to New Orleans. I'll tell. I guess I'll tell the story. You can fill in. 
I don't know. Do you remember? You want to tell the story? No, you can't. I'm trying to remember all of it. I just remember, you know, that's why I was going yeah, yeah. to tell the story because I know your memory is kind of shit. Because I'm older. Uh, no, just because as you told me, you have the memory of a bird. It comes in and <laughs> it goes out. Right. A goldfish. A goldfish. Never a goldfish. Well, hey, Mythbusters proved that the goldfish is not that dumb. <laughs> did you see that? I did not see. Oh, see no, that, was episode. Uh, I did, that episode's good. Um, they built a, a goldfish maze where they took a, a tank um, and then took clear plexiglass that had uh, tunnels, passages in the plexiglass at different heights and put it in uh, the tank to basically create a maze and put the goldfish on one end of the tank and the food on the other and to see if you could teach the goldfish how to get to the food and then if the goldfish would remember. And the goldfish did remember, proving that the story or the that when a goldfish makes its way around a small bowl, it has already forgotten <laughs> and started over again. Uh, and that that's why it's okay to keep goldfish in small bowls. So that's apparently a myth. So, uh, but you have, you say you have the memory of a bird. It just comes in and goes out or something or you, <laughs> I forget here and there. You said yeah. something about the bird. Uh, we were in new Orleans, uh, filming Mardi Gras. And, uh, before we went, we needed a place to stay. We were broke as many years ago. The company wasn't making much money. Uh, so you hit up uh, your fraternity brothers to for us to stay, to to see if there was a place for us to stay there. Maybe stay in a frat house or something. Uh, and one of your fraternity brothers who had never met you, I don't even remember his name, but he he had never met you. I don't his name either. He didn't spend a lot of time with us. No, we just uh, met him one day. We uh, met him once. Was that it? We yeah. never saw him again. Yeah, we never saw him again. He took off with his buddies. Who introduced us to the people at Mason Bourbon? Um, cause that was connected to your, Oh, that no, I thought Mason bourbon. We, we made the connect. Wasn't that Clint? We didn't Clint start talking to, um, really? I thought there was a connection to Mason bourbon was. because of, uh, I want to say a Dale or a Dan or a Dallas. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe Dallas was, was Kokomo's. Dallas was Kokomo's. Dallas was Co- okay. So, um, fraternity brother that you, yeah. Okay. You had never met before, uh, but because you were a founding father, uh, he convinced his parents and opened up his parents' house for us. So we never arrived, meeting us. Never four guys, us, four, four guys, guys coming in to shoot. Have a, or, I'm sorry, Mardi Gras. We were supposed to fly into New Orleans. There was a problem with our plane. We got diverted to Baton Rouge, and they put us on a taxi that took us three hours to get to New Orleans. <laughs> I forgot about the taxi. Yeah, right. that's the beginning of the story, is or the beginning of the trip. Is we, uh, yeah, they fly us into Baton Rouge, um, and the airline pays for the taxi and everything. And then, and on the way, you remember the, uh, I think you were in my van, the bridge, the, the bridge. <laughs> that's right. the The taxi driver was telling us, what did he tell us? Uh, the bridge. Oh, so the Mississippi is bottomless, or something like that. Bottomless river. Yeah, it's a bottomless river. And what did you say? I said, so is it because uh, there's bridges. There's bridges all over the river. So right. I'm like, is it the crawfish holding up the bridges? <laughs> so who's holding up the bridge? <laughs> and then we started talking about the little crawfish are just under there holding up the pylons and swimming. And the, and the and driver had no clue. No clue. <laughs> Didn't have any clue as we were talking about the little crawfish <laughs> holding the bridge up. Uh, and then he also started talking about eating armadillo. Armadillo <laughs> on a pillow. He's the first one that started. It, it introduced uh, us to that. Yeah. Brought us to the New Orleans airport, uh, which we then found out closed at 11 o'clock. So while the airline was nice enough to get us <laughs> to our destination, they got us to an airport that was closed. Yeah, couldn't get our bags couldn't out. Couldn't get our bags because our bag. Why did our bags end up there? Somehow our bags went ahead of us. This is pre 9 11. Yeah. I don't we, think that shit happens anymore. Your bags go in the same plane you do. Yeah, it was. We got. Did we get bumped? I think we may have got bumped. I think we took a bump. We might have. T- oh, you know what? I think we that's, took a bump. that's what it was. It was Continental Airlines. We took a voucher. Yeah. So the, our bags were already on the plane. They made it there, and we went to Baton Rouge at a later time. Anyway, um, what the fuck is the point of the story? Uh, we so it's like <laughs> no we fucking head we get our stuff. Yeah, head trauma, and I don't know what that means yet to laugh. We get our stuff, and uh, we go to we take a cab to Metairie. Uh, I think it was Metairie. Metairie, yeah. Yeah, where, to meet up with your friend. It's now like 2 o'clock in the morning. So not only have we never met these people, it is in the middle of the night. <laughs> we're arriving. Four guys are arriving at their house from California. And this couple is you know, late 50s, early 60s. And I think the sun 60s. was there. The sun I think he was that day, yeah. 
That night. That night, sorry. Yeah, they're... Yeah, they're but I think 50. the next morning, I think he took off. They were... Well, they were retired, but they were retired because of head trauma, not That's because right. of they turned 65. Sweetest people in the world. They had uh, they had toothbrushes, the, the brand new toothbrushes out for us, and uh, she made us food. I, I think made us sandwiches. Yeah, or like something. two o'clock in the morning, soup two and sandwiches. In the morning. Yeah, soup and you sandwiches. You guys must be hungry. And uh, just the greatest Southern hospitality. Uh, you know, I mean, towels and soap already prepared and out for us. Um, you and Clint slept in one bed, and me and Sam slept in another. We had to share beds. That was you know probably the That's terrible the highlight for me. That was the highlight for you. I. <laughs> poor Sam, I kept spooning him because uh, I've only slept with my wife, with Deanna, uh, even up to that point. So uh, it wasn't unusual for me to roll over and spoon the person next to me. So many times during that trip, I would get elbowed or Sam would push me over and be like, stop it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, And then I would roll over. Anyway, uh, he starts, uh, he doesn't work. And no. Well, in the morning, she'd also make us breakfast. When we got up, she'd make sure they had breakfast. Her and Sam went off to coffee in the morning. That's right. <laughs> Is that where it comes from? Sam tells the story. Oh, fuck. I'm trying to remember. Uh, he goes with her. They go to get coffee, and I think they go to the market or something. So they're, they come home, and she tells the story. No, 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 no. No, it's that night. It's that night the father tells us why he isn't working. He used to paint houses. And that's right. Okay. He used to paint houses and he put a ladder up on the side of a house and he was climbing a house and he fucked it. He fucked up his back. I think is what he was saying. He was climbing up a house and his helper went to pull the ladder out from under him while he was on it. And he fell backwards three stories and hit the ground. Concrete. He hit hit concrete. concrete. Yeah. And they took him to the doctor, which he didn't want to go to the doctor if I remember correctly. And the Mm -hmm. doctor was like, I'm pretty sure that you have head trauma. And he was like, head trauma? I ain't got no head trauma. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I ain't got no goddamn head trauma. So they won't let him work anymore because, you know, they keep saying he's got head trauma. But he ain't got no head trauma. (laughs) Although he does forget things. So then the following morning, Sam goes to have breakfast or goes to get coffee or something with the mother. Uh, And she comes back and she's telling a story about her husband. And they they were on their way home from the market, and she was getting out the getting the bags out of the trunk, and the husband slammed the trunk on her, on her head, <laughs> on her head, and it hurt. And she's like, "Ow!" But the trunk didn't shut, so he slammed the trunk again, and she was like, "Ow!" But it still didn't trunk, so he slammed the trunk again, and then she had to pull her head out. But he ain't got no head trauma. <laughs> there was no head trauma there. He's- uh, Perfectly fine. Great people, though. Fantastic. Just salt of the earth, wonderful people. Um, Took care of us. And then directions were, uh, go down (laughs) that street. You'll see three trash cans on the corner. Don't worry. That's Herb. Herb leaves the trash cans are always there. When you see the three trash cans, not two, go ahead and make a right there. And then you'll go down and you'll see a bridge. Oh, speaking of bridges, she wouldn't drive on the freeway or (laughs) over or under bridges. That's That's the other wacky thing about her. Yeah, she had itinerary set up for us. If you guys want to see parades, here's what this oh, and well, every God, time right. she had everything set up for so that we would be out there to make sure we got our filming possible. Oh, the sweetest people in the world, dumbest could be, but sweetest could be. They too. were super nice. Yeah, it's just, but that's the South, right? I mean, they're just they're as dumb as a board, but <laughs> so damn sweet. Yep, they'll do anything for you. Like I said, they took us in four guys. You know, uh, sure, come on. Stay with me. Gave us a key to the house. Never met us before. Yeah, gave us, gave us a key to the house yeah. so we can get in and out whenever and we wanted. We came and went and we went like, you know, fucking two o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, whatever the hell it was <laughs> we were coming in. Uh-huh. Um, we rented a, uh, a full size four door pickup truck um, on that trip. And we got lost by the Superdome. The Superdome. It's not just the dome. That's, That's where a that Superdome. It's the Superdome. This is where the whole 18-minute lull in conversation <laughs> came from, as you've got four guys rolling around in a truck and just bullshitting. Uh, we got lost by the Superdome, and which is a pre-Katrina. I don't know what it's like now, but pre-Katrina, it was a ghetto-ass neighborhood. I mean, I imagine it, it's probably worse. It was really <laughs> just a... I don't, well, I don't know. It might have been cleaned up. I mean, it... The, uh, probably could, with the place Super Bowl. got washed. It, it just had the Super Bowl, so I imagine it was. Well, Katrina washed the place away, yes. number one, and then it was deserted. So the only thing you had to do, I mean, you had to rebuild everything. So it might be better. But 
I called it, I often referred to New Orleans back then to my wife as, you know, the armpit of hell. <laughs> that it was just <laughs> dirt. Yes. Uh, the French Quarter during Mardi Gras. Well, even then, I thought the whole place was just dirt. It was by the Superdome. Uh, so we're on the side of the road. We have a map out. We have the dome light on. And all of a sudden, some guy, I'm driving and some guy's knocking on my window. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I cracked the window and he's like, you guys lost? Um, and he sees the map. Yeah. And he's like, where are you headed? <laughs> we tell him where we're going. He's like, ah, oh, no problem. You know what? I'm going near there. Just follow me. And when you get to such and such a street, you'll make a right. I'm going to continue going. And we're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, the, the guy stops and he pulls over, sees us four guys in, in a truck <laughs> and gives sure. us in the middle of, you know, the shit neighborhood and gives us directions. And sure enough, we got to where we were going. Um, I don't know. Was that the trip that Sean was with us? No, he didn't go with on that one. Okay, there was another trip. Because yeah. then that's the opening of Crips. <laughs> <laughs> also in New Orleans, we were in one late in the middle or one night in the middle of the night. It was like night actually night. it was like four o'clock in the morning. We had we finished. It was actually, it was actually Mardi Gras. It had to be like Ash Wednesday early morning because we finished early because it was. You're right. Mardi Gras. The police parade happens where they clean the street. They clean Bourbon Street, and pretty much everything's over. Uh, and we were still awake, and we were going to go get breakfast. Shoney's. <laughs> I think this is the Shoney's trip. Well, actually, we were in love with Shoney's whenever we were there. But uh, we needed to kill some time, and I wanted to go to uh, cemeteries. So everybody got on board with that. Because the cemeteries are – they have, sort of have walls around them, but they're not, like, all closed up. And so, the, because of the water tables, they, the, crypt, the, the, the crypts are on. Everybody's buried on above ground. Um, so you have all these beautiful crypts and stuff. So we went walking around ceremony or ceremony. Well, everybody cemeteries. except for one was up for it. <laughs> yeah, Sean was gravely against Deathly it. Deathly afraid of them. Gravely against it, if pun intended. Um, so as we started looking around, there's actually, I have a picture Well, somewhere. the best part is when we got there, you know, we're like, okay, Sean's like, you guys aren't getting out, are you? We're like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to check it out. He's like, well, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here. So we're, we're, of course, like, okay, you're going to stay here alone, alone? in the you're car? Gonna, in the okay. car next to the cemetery. So that scared him. Yeah. So he ends up uh, you know, going with us. There's safety in numbers, right? <laughs> right. Um, and then the first thing was we were, you, you, at, you look like Jesus. So we put you up on top of some, or you got up on top of some crypt with a cross behind you, and you were doing the, uh, the cross. <laughs> the Jesus stance. <laughs> the yeah. Jesus stance. So there's some photos of that. Um, and then we decided to open a crypt. That's right. There was one. <laughs> there was one that was loose. Sean was not excited about that. <laughs> he was so against it. He's don't so do it. Panicked, don't do it. What are you doing? Panicked and afraid. Can't we go? Can't we go? This crypt. Um, and then it turned out when we opened the crypt that it, you, it, the crypt was sealed with cement. It was just the, uh, uh, headstone or whatever, the front placard that we could take off. Yeah. So that was disappointing. Yeah. It was very disappointing because we were, I don't know what. You, how far, this is a great example of things that like, they sound good at the time. Cause how far would we have taken it? You, if, uh, the if there's a coffin there, there, I probably wouldn't have. Opened are you sure coffin. we opened the crypt? You were acting like Jesus on top of one co- one crypt. We were there in the middle of the night. I think there was like five of us or something. We somehow we would have encouraged each other. We probably would have to open. The <laughs> See coffin. what's in there. Um, which is like, I remember. Oh God, five, six, seven years ago, something like that. These guys, uh, a girl got drunk and these guys, uh, um, stuck bottles and a pool cue and things inside of her and videotaped it. And she was, I think she was like 15, 16. And she was known as the school whore and had slept with, I think two of the three guys who did it or something or one. I don't know. I think she had slept with two of them before. Um, and she wasn't even looking to put press charges, but, the the video allowed the state of California to press charges without needing a parent or anybody else uh, to show that what these boys were doing was wrong. And undoubtedly what these boys were doing was wrong. But based on things of like New Orleans, I can see where this chain of events occurs where you're Peer just pressure? like, sure. yeah, you it's know, going to hurt anybody where you're like, I've had sex with her before. She's a fun girl. She's, you know, trampy and she's drunk and passed out. She isn't going to care if we shove this beer bottle in there or this pool cue or this baseball bat or this sword, or <laughs> let's see what happens if we set it on fire. And all along we're videotaping all this stuff and it's just ha ha he he totally wrong. I'm not just 
saying that this is the right thing to do. Us opening up the crypt certainly wasn't the right thing to do. Well, I imagine the cross toss wasn't probably the, the best cross thing. Toss. I'm sure the family of the crypt that we were opening wouldn't have been happy that we were unscrewing it. Probably not. Um, but Sean was not. It's one of those things where, yeah, it leads. Uh, the cross toss, uh, the, the cross toss was, we were at uh, Mason Bourbon, which is located still today, located on the corner of Bourbon Street and St. Peter. We spent most of our time on their balcony. And the Holy Rollers, which is Mardi Gras, is supposed to be a religious celebration of some sort, I guess. Or yeah. religious is somehow involved. <laughs> um, Not so much anymore, but it was. They would actually, you know, while girls are getting drunk and showing their boobs for beads, occasionally the Holy Rollers would come by and they would be carrying their cross. And it was like... Literally, a literally, cross. Yes. <laughs> Eight, like a nine-foot cross. Yes, nine-foot-tall cross that would take like four or five of them to walk in. And they would uh, they would hold it up in the middle of the center section of all the intersections, but in this particular intersection and uh, try and hold court and uh, speak to all the sinners that they, you know, that sinning and you're going to go to hell. Everyone's going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell for showing your boobs and all that sort of stuff. So uh, we developed the game of the cross toss uh, because we realized that the cross was nine feet tall and it was really hard for them to walk into place (laughs) and then stand up we started taking beads and throwing them at the cross that would get the beads wrapped around the top of the cross, which then upset the holy rollers, and they would have to try and bend the cross down and a bunch of crowded people to take the beads off. Very difficult to do. And once they did, we would throw more beads on the cross. So, again... Probably shouldn't <laughs> get a burn in hell for that. I mean, but that was fun. It Good was time. fun because we even had the bouncer helping us out with it. The Mason Bourbon people got yeah. involved, uh, and then later on, the Mason Bourbon people tried to sue us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we put their bar in an adult video or in whatever after okay. they already gave us after permission gave us and permission. and we had shirts with their name on it and, and everything. We, we had a commercial at the beginning of said video for the Mason <laughs> bourbon because that's what they wanted yeah that was quickly dropped it was also the mardi gras that we got busted from the sports illustrated model who tried suing us uh and harry connick jr who tried suing us uh yeah man that was mardi gras where well in Havasu is where we got busted by the feds. Things never really turned out with, well with us in the law. Well, that's not true because something. Tells the only me, thing that uh, I mean, the feds cost us money, but everything else worked out for Havasu. Yeah. Well, no, that's true. I mean, but I'm saying well, we never got busted really for anything. We're not like you know Joe Francis who got busted several times for doing bad things. Well, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, we really didn't do anything illegal, uh, which is why none of the everybody who tried suing us, nothing ever worked. Even the feds, um, even the feds. Yeah. But, uh, it seems nobody was really happy with what we were doing. So we seem to identify something that, uh, would upset the right wingers, but wasn't illegal enough for them to do anything <laughs> like, about uh, it. I guess. Sorry. I guess that's the way to define it. Um, yeah, good times. Good Those days. were some good times. The playboy girls at, at, and, uh, was it the cat's meow? Uh, no, uh, what's the, what's the, can't think. It wasn't on top of the bourbon blues club. Was it? No, no, you, uh, you and Clint worked your way into the playboy balcony. 2000 and 2001. I still have beads from both years. I do too. Uh, yeah. They, I don't know if they're still expensive. They used to sell for like hundred bucks on eBay, but I have 2000 and 2001 Mardi Gras playboy beads. If someone wants to bid on them, <laughs> if you comments, leave your comments and suggestions about <laughs> my beads, <clears throat> I might sell them. Uh, yeah, there was that. But I mean, probably the greatest thing was this is we did break the law here, uh, but the statute of limitations is totally up on it. So we could talk about it um, and it would be up to Fox to try and sue us. Uh, we pr- printed up press passes at Kinko's <laughs> at Kinko's. That's right. Uh, we arrived at Mardi Gras unprepared, went to Kinko's and took photos, passport photos, and used their lamination machine and photocopy machine. I think I, I drew something up on Photoshop and we printed it out there and created Fox News press passes. Hey, what was it? It's a Fox undercover. 
Fox Undercover. Because that was right. their big thing back then. Was not Fox Undercover? Fox Undercover. Uh, and we created serial numbers and all sorts of stuff. Well, the be- I think the best thing about that whole story is when we're at Kinko's and we're, we're checking out and the guy's like, you guys work at Fox? <laughs> Like we just got the passport photos. We use their computers to print everything up. And he's like everything there. And he, the guy behind the gun is like, you're from Fox. Um, once again, that's, you know, that's the Southern. That's the, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the brilliance. So we printed up the Fox press passes and figured that we'd use them. I don't know, to fool bars or whatever and get access. Little did we know it got us access to everything and got you and Clint access with the police. Yeah. We got police escort. Uh, not only a police, I mean, you got into a police car. They drove you. <laughs> they drove Fox News at, from the beginning of a parade to the end of a parade, right? Yeah, to make sure we didn't miss Britney. Yeah, so you didn't miss shooting Britney Spears. And the, yeah, was that was, was that Endymion? Because that ended up, up at the Superdome where the big party was, where we hung out with the cops and they were giving us food. So the, the, they, gave, <laughs> they fed you, they chauffeured you around. It got you on the Playboy balcony. It got me and uh, another person into a uh, debutante ball or something, which no one is ever allowed in. Yeah. We were snuck in because we were with Fox News and uh, put up in like the nosebleed seats, but we could uh, see and videotape. I think we videotaped the process, but we, I don't think we ever used that. Yeah, we also got into uh, oh the parade routes. Yeah, like, the, like people not allowed to go on the parade routes. We just walked right by right. the cops. <laughs> that was the real thing. I think that was the big motivation for it was for us to get around and across parade routes and stuff. And we could cross the street and we could walk down the parade routes and follow the, the floats and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Cause nobody cared. No, yeah, you're, you're Fox. Yeah. We just held up the badge. It would be like, you know, a blockade and we'd hold up the badge that we wore around our neck and they would, <laughs> police would wave us right through. Um, God, that was fantastic. We did that for several years. Um, I still have mine. I still have mine too. It's hanging on one of the playboy. Beads I believe didn't it also get us, it got us something on one of the airlines also. I don't think we got first class, but there's something we got. We Well, we did get the bottle of wine and all that. We were hanging out with the stewardesses. Well, there that happened. That shit doesn't even happen anymore either. Or it doesn't seem. I don't like think it can anymore. They pack planes. Like, I remember back then flying around with you. I it was I had never flown before that. I mean, whatever. I didn't fly a lot. You had more experience flying is what I want to say. And we would get on a plane and there would be like a hundred empty seats, five people on the plane. And I'm like, why don't they cancel the flight? And you're saying, well, they, you booked it. They have to fly you, which isn't the case anymore. No. They'll cancel the damn flight. I booked when uh, we booked Costa Rica, like two days later, our flight was changed. Two days after that, it was changed back. It kept bouncing back and forth. Mind to Europe was the same way. Right. And then finally, like two months, three months down the road, it was changed back to the original flight. Uh, and we figured, okay, as we get closer to it, then we'll call and complain or, or jockey for a different flight. But yeah, they fill them up now. But back then, they didn't used to. And I remember one flight with you, uh, me, you, I think it was Clint and Sam, ended up in the back of the plane with three flight attendants Yep, <laughs> and the flight attendants ignored the rest of the passengers. I don't even know if they got, it was, a, it was a late night flight though. It was, a, to be it fair. Was a so it wasn't flight. like, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon. It was like a, a midnight. It was a red eye, but they just kept pouring the drinks. I mean, and they were drinking, I believe it no, was, they were hanging out with us. We were just hanging out and having a good time in the back of this airplane. And then another time with you, the flight attendant bumped you and I into first class and then gave us she, when we left and we bullshitted with her for a while. When we left, she gave us bottles of wine uh. that were left over. Like she's like, Oh, they were part of the flight. Nobody's going to drink them or whatever. And it, yeah, that was, goes back to people who just give you shit. Uh. <laughs> oh, that was another. So yeah, Mardi Gras and Havasu and, uh, and us being busted. Guys. What? And us being busted and several times, being, but nothing ever happened. Just cost us happened. a lot of money. Uh, we haven't played Would You Rather in a while. Ooh, would I rather? So we should break this. Go to Havasu in. or Mardi Gras. Oh, I would rather go to Havasu. Havasu by RS. Um, I mean, you probably see more more boobs in Mardi Gras, but I I love women in bikinis, even if they they don't show me anything. A girl in a bikini is just one of the greatest things in the world. I agree. It's I, like seeing them in their bra and panties, but it's not. It's just I don't. It's probably sometimes what, it's better than seeing them naked. I know because it leaves a little something to the imagination, right? Because like if they, especially if it turns out that they have like nasty nipples or something, you don't know that. So their boobs just they're nice, propped up, and they look good. 
Um, it's probably what keeps me watching Survivor. <laughs> it's just girls in bikinis. Um, would you ra- rather bang your shin really hard on a coffee table once or get a strong electrical shock from every doorknob you touch for a day? I would go with the electrical shock. A strong electrical shock from every doorknob you touch for a day. I yeah, would. sure. I think I'd do that. The shins, yeah, that kills. I would just limit my interaction with doorknobs. <laughs> I would make somebody else take it. Um, yeah, the Revol- shin. I'm just going to use revolving doors all day. Yeah, shin will fucking hurt mm-hmm. for yeah, a week. I'd go with the shock for sure. Uh, would you rather have your hair growing from your armpits that reaches down to your toes and that you cannot cut or trim in any way? Okay, so you always have to walk around with armpit hair that's down to your toes. Or thighs that make a flapping noise when you walk. <laughs> I would go with hair because you can cover the hair. It's not like it has to stick out. If I'm wearing a shirt, I just tuck it in all the way down to my socks. <laughs> you got to tuck it into your waistline. <laughs> and through the waistline, down through the socks. So when you raise your arms, it pulls on your hair from your Well, waist. you'd be able to have a little bit of a leeway. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I'd be spending a lot of time at the river. Uh, you'd get a lot of attention. It's like Duck Dynasty. Well, uh, yeah, you would get a lot of attention. Um, you uh, you mentioned Duck Dynasty to me, uh, I don't know, weeks ago. And I'd find, I watched it. And now I've been sucked in. I've watched <laughs> several episodes of Duck Dynasty. Um, my favorite character, I think his name is Jace, is actually the brother, the one who makes the duck calls. Uh-huh. Um, there's something so subdued and sarcastic and matter-of-fact about him. I just think the dude is great. I you mean, like Grandpa? Oh, uh, well, it's not grandpa. It's uncle. Uncle. Sorry. Uncle. Um, that's, uh, he, and he's actually younger than uh, Willie. Willie is the CEO of the company. Willie has, I looked it up because I was trying to figure out, I watched like three or four episodes. And I'm like, who the hell are these people? Like, what, what is it behind them? And they made millions. The father, I guess we'll start there. The father started making duck calls in the seventies. Um, and, that's how the family so he supported the family, I guess, by making duck calls all through the years. Willie uh, went on to a business school. Uh, I don't remember the college, but it was you know a fairly decent college and got a business degree. And when Willie came back from school, he took over the business and turned it into a multi-million dollar business. So that's why Willie's CEO, even though the father created it, is it was Willie's marketing tactics that turned the company into something. Uh, and why he's still CEO of the company. So the whole family works there. The one that you think of as grandpa is actually uh, his uncle and is the uh, Cy. Cy. Cy always walks around carrying a blue plastic cup that his mother sent him when he was in Vietnam. So he had that cup in Vietnam, and Cy walks around. He's 60-some years old drinking from that blue plastic cup today. Which is so bizarre because it reminded me immediately of uh, mall rats and uh, uh, Jason Lee's character walks around and is always drinking out of a Dixie cup in that movie. That's one of his little quirks. Um, and then Jace, the brother, is who builds the duck calls. It's, it's just it's the whole family. It's A&E's uh, number one television show. And I get it. It's just it's southern, it, southern stupidity. It's just <laughs> sweet and dumb. Although obviously they're not that dumb. Um, although cam- uh, the, camouflage limousines and some of the, <laughs> some of the shit, the winemaking. Even though it's a reality show, it is cr- clearly a scripted reality show. They've clearly planned these bits. It's, oh yeah, there's it's no way if you believe that the cameras are just following them around and this stuff happens, it, it's not. It is clearly a scripted reality show. We should have a reality show of us filming Mardi Gras, one of those things, so people can actually see that it's not a lot of fun. That have it a, sucks. a reality show of a camera crew following a camera crew. Exactly. Shooting girls. Yeah. They're, they're real. Um, anyway, all the, also, all the crazy things we went through. We well, that would be funny. Uh, be so interesting. The, these guys with these easy top beards get a lot of attention. So I would imagine that if you had ZZ top armpit hair, you could be a sharp dressed man. Uh, would you rather have a coworker fired for something you did or be forced to fire a coworker who is one year away from retirement? Hmm, that's a good one. Uh, I think. Do I have to like the person who's getting fired for something I did? Doesn't say. See, because if I didn't like the person, like they're an ass, eh, be on your way. But I'm assuming you could keep it to yourself that only the person knows that they got fired for what you did is you. Exactly. 
So I could do it. I could live with that. Yeah. I can get someone fired for something I did and just lie about it. Yeah, the retirement, though, one year away. Yeah, that'd be that'd be tough. Totally fucked up. That dude's going to get a gun and track you down. Unless the guy's not, you know, once, if the guy's not doing anything, like he comes to work and I, I'm, we both have the same exact job and I work my ass off and he sits there and drinks coffee and. Well, that's true. You well, know, then I'd be, dude, if you're not going to work your last year. Well, that goes the same thing with getting a coworker fired. If you hate him, then you don't really care. Yeah. You're like, fuck it. I got that bastard fired. <laughs> I'm the one who pissed in the water cooler. Uh, well, this is an easy one. Would you rather have no kids or 12 kids? Oh, no kids. Yeah, no kids. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah no, no, nothing there yet. Yeah, there's no kids suck. there at all. All right. So I'm Vince Roca. And I'm Michael Hutchinson. And leave your comments, suggestions, and rants or anything. Any, leave anything. Just go to iTunes <laughs> and type the letter A and, and rate us four stars. There you go. And we will just be ecstatic that you type the letter A and we'll talk about it in another podcast. That's right. And if you like do some random letter, oh, we're so going to be on that. Then we'll, we'll uh, analyze why you did that. Yeah. Why did they pick out the 13th? Uh, so for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.